0: Sabala dug her paddle into the water and raced toward shore. Her arms were burning, her shift was soaked in sweat, and her breath was coming in gasps. She paddled with all her strength, not daring to look over her shoulder. She had to go faster, or she wasn't going to make it. Twenty-one seasons old and barren, the midwives had said. What a fool she'd been to try to run away from their words. But how could she have known? She'd gone down to the wharf this morning in a bad temper and a defiant mood, and now she was paying the price. When she set out, the sun had been shining, and the Sweetwater sea had been as calm as a lake. In front of her, sunlight still lay on the water in big golden puddles, and she could see the fishing boats bobbing gently beside the wharf in waves no more than a hand span high. Beyond the wharf, Shara rose up, white and lovely its 20 temples and 100 mother houses perched along the south bank of the river like a flock of doves. As far as she could tell, nobody in the city had noticed the approaching storm yet. Why should they? There was no need to keep watch on the sea. This wasn't storm season, and the city had never been attacked or invaded as long as anyone could remember. Dear goddess, she prayed, please let me get to safety before the wind hits. At least she was making progress. She was close enough now to see the procession of mothers and children winding their way up the honey-colored cliffs to the Temple of Batal. The ceremony that bound them together today was the reason she had gone off by herself for what should have been a quiet sail on a calm sea. She could not bear to watch them celebrate their love for each other, because she had no children and never would have any. She didn't want a life dedicated to mothering other peoples. She wanted a baby of her own, and if the midwives were right, and the goddess had other plans for her. That was just too bad. Still feeling defiant, she dug her paddle into the water again and felt the boat lurch forward. She was close enough now to see the fishing nets drying on the beach. I'm going to make it, she thought. The instant the words formed in her mind, the sun went out like a lamp. The air turned green, great black clouds boiled over her and bolts of lightning flashed so close to the mast of the boat, it seemed to jump sideways. Looking over her shoulder, she saw that a giant wall of water, higher than the walls of the city, had risen out of the sea. Above it, there is nothing but churning darkness. As the darkness engulfed her, the boat bucked and rose out of the water like a kite. The linen sail shredded and the mast snapped like a dry stick. Into your hands, O goddess! she prayed as her body arced through the air and slammed into the great wave. And then, everything was water, fury, salt, terror, and drowning. Later, she sometimes wondered if she had died at that moment. How else could she explain the peace that settled over her when she finally stopped struggling and let the wave pull her under, or the feeling that she was no longer in her body, but outside of it, looking at it as if it belonged to someone else. Slowly, she sank toward the bottom until she seemed to float above a garden of stones. Her shift billowed around her like a cloud. Over her head, just below the tossing waves, schools of fish flew like flocks of wingless birds. So this was death, a simple return to the mother. Nothing to be feared. Or perhaps this wasn't death. Maybe she was merely crazed from lack of air and hallucinating the way the pearl divers of Shara sometimes did when they came to the surface with pearls in their mouths and couldn't remember their own names or recognize the faces of those who loved them. Because the next thing she knew, she was being sucked back up toward the surface through a tube of churning foam. As her head broke out of the water, the pain and fear came back. She fought to breathe but the air was such a mix of rain and salt water that each time she inhaled she felt as if she were still drowning. Kicking her feet, she flailed at the waves, but she wasn't strong enough to resist the force of the storm. She could feel herself getting weaker. She was going to go under again, and this time she wouldn't be able to fight her way back to the surface.